Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Conversations Podcast. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, we thank you so much for joining us again today. Um, we want to tell you on this podcast, uh, just for a warning, that there will be on my end when you hear me talk, sometimes there will be some static or popping. Uh, we had the mic too loud, uh, so um, you know, a lot of times when you speak into a mic uh, too close and it's too loud, it will make a lot of popping or static noises. So they'll be there here and there. So just for a warning, um, we'd appreciate it if you um, would be able to make it through. And we know that sometimes like audio noises are a lot to uh, deal with or you know, constantly hearing. But um, next time we'll make sure that that is not the case. So um, thank you so much for joining us again and shalom. Welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Conversations podcast. Uh, how are you listening? Wherever you're listening, we're so glad that you're joining us today. Um, make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to to stay up to date whenever we post or whatever we have going on. Um, we thank you guys for the support so far. We're actually seeing, um, you know, through checking our statistics and things like that, that there are a couple of recurring people who come back every week. Those who come back every week, we appreciate you. Uh, we're so glad that you enjoy the content so much that you will come back um, every week, that you enjoy the way that Elohim is using us to get messages that he wants his people to hear and everybody in the world to hear. Uh, we're glad that you're enjoying the way that he's using us. So we appreciate it. Um, as always, I'm joined again by Derek Anderson Jr. How are you today, Derek? Oh, I'm good, man. Blessed and highly favored. How about yourself? Oh, same, man. You know, blessed and highly favored. Glad to be alive another day to do the Lord's work. It's not about us. It's all about what he wants. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but yep so it's been another uh great week another great week to learn things to come and share on the podcast and to share with everyone else almost definitely um one thing just in the week that i know is just spending time in the word and, and in prayer and it keeps you rejuvenated you don't get tired um because we weren't meant to get tired we were meant to work and what really refreshes is that it's spending time in the presence. So, yeah. It's funny when you say uh, we were meant to work. You know, a lot of times I'll be out and about when I'm at work and, you know, people complain so much like, oh, it's finally Friday. It's finally here. And it's like, man, you know, the Lord made us. We're supposed to work six days, be off one. Y'all complain right. about five and being off two. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's um, like, y'all y'all not ready to work, to do that kingdom work. No, because <laughs> um, I I know some people say they'll talk about how when Adam failed that we were no longer meant to work because now by the sweat I brow that um, we'll have to basically make a living. Uh, but that was really talking about, you know, uh, when he was to tend and to keep the garden, he was to manage it and be over. He still had to do some work. It's just, <laughs> you know, the earth produced what he needed, but he still had to put in for some effort. Um, and I think a lot of that doctrine just comes from people wanting to be lazy and live a life of luxury. Yeah, I mean, he at least had to go, you know, it, I mean, he was growing out the ground. You at least had to go take it out the ground, put it in the basket, man. You know, do something. That's the least <laughs> he could do, huh? <laughs> <That's> something. <laughs> like, I've done all this for you, man. You could do something. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, and you had said something. I I lost um uh, I lost it that fast. But yeah, um, it's definitely just you know I I hear so much throughout the week of people just you know really just complaining um, about how they work and the positions they're in and how much they have to work. And another factor too is just you know people have just gotten to the point to where they're just accepted it that what people say nowadays of just how it is to be just the average worker that you're gonna do stuff that you hate you know to make money to make your living so just get used to it and you know i really used to get um saddened or discouraged when i was uh beginning to think about being an entrepreneur but um I went out and I started looking around and it encouraged me how many people that there were still out there that really don't have this entrepreneurship mindset and are keeping cycles uh, of poverty mindsets going. You know, you could have a, a job where you're making like six figures a year. You know, a lot of people see that as uh, success. But, you know, with their poverty mindset, you know, uh, it's almost still like they're poor because. You know, even with the work you're doing, making six figures, if you got out of that poverty mindset and started doing more for yourself, you could be so much more. You could make so much more. You could do so much for more and for yourself, not just, you know, doing it for someone else, you know, working for companies like 80 years, you know, and then at the end of it, they just give you, you know, a banner in the building and give you a watch and, you know, tell you thank you. And that's it, you know. Right. Not making sure anything's set up for your future generations, generational wealth, generational health, you know, mm-hmm. really not, you know, putting in any type of, you know, anything of making sure that people are taken care of after uh, you're uh, dead and gone. So um, out that, that went off topic. But, yeah, that, that is. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's, that's good because, um, I mean, I, I can touch on a couple of things you just said about. Um, starting with, you know, people not liking their jobs and just accepting that that's, that's how I was. Like, I thought I wanted uh, my job and then I started doing it and I was like, man, I can't do this much longer. Like, I'm meant for more than this. Like, that's what I was saying to myself. And I remember complaining about my job and our shepherd got up one day and said verbatim <laughs> what I said one day. I'm like, this man just said exactly what I was complaining about. And uh, it was a sentence. It wasn't like one word. <laughs> and um, I was like, man, I, that ain't nothing but the father. So I shut up and I, I went back to work. And um, I kind of looked at it as, you know, this is a way for me to, um, you know, fund my business. That's the way I started to see my job and no longer saw it as a burden. And um, I understand stand that my job, you know, is, is using my gift. It's not my, what should I say? It's not my end. It's not my goal, I won't be here for the rest of my life, you know, being young, that's one thing that people see is that, well, you know, this is it, it's hard to see it, you know, a lot of young people are impatient, let me say that, um, and I really got discouraged, and I didn't want to do it, and, um, but, like I say, after it seemed like I got that open rebuke, I was kind of just focused on, um, my business. That's what I completely focused on. Then I got discouraged in business because it wasn't taking off. Um, and then, <laughs> but the biggest thing I just learned, like I, I think I gave a testimony about my promotion and about uh, my business actually picking up. It, it was really just being patient. 
and really practice the other thing is practicing the principles. Um, and then it it worked. It really did work. And developing and using my gifts and also my master easy nigga i gotta give credit to my wife because i can't say i did it all but and you know even the reason for starting my business i didn't start it just to um just make money like you talked about generational wealth that's one reason for my business another reason was to um you know with your job you know you have a salary and it that limits how much money you can make and then you know we look all throughout scripture we look in the uh, tour to tanakh we'll see that all those people were business owners you know Abraham had his own business. He had people. He had it talks about how he had servants working for him. But you know, today uh, all Christians just talking about getting a good job. But I'm like, that's not it. Like Elohim never created us to be dependent on a job. We to be dependent on Him, and it's just the world's concepts. And I, I feel like I'm all over the place. But I'm gonna get to my point. Um, the point I really wanted to get to was um, one thing that you said was um losing train of my thought um but generational wealth i wanted to hit that and i also wanted to hit uh another point what was it um oh i remember what it was so we actually oh, it was capitalism that's what i wanted to hit because the way of the world. I was actually talking to a guy, and he was talking about capitalism, and he was saying that you know it's actually good. Um, and let me say, I talked to a couple people; they actually agree with capitalism. And if you're looking at it from a secular standpoint, I was like, you know, capitalism actually is good. But when you're looking at it from a kingdom standpoint, I'm like, it's not, because all you're trying to do when I'm looking at it from a kingdom mindset is you're trying to capitalize off of you know my uh the flesh. You're trying to capitalize off the flesh, like. Me and my wife were talking about it. Like, you're trying to make as much money off of me as you can. You know, they release iPhones every single year because they know that people are greedy for the newest thing, for something better. And then they release one, you know, every te technology, it depre depreciates so quick that it's like once you buy it, what's the, it's almost like buying a car. As soon as you buy the car and drive it off the lot, you know, it's decreased in value. And that's one thing that it capitalizes off of it. You know, television, advertising, that's capitalizing off of us. Just everything they pushing into our minds until we give in and be like, you know, we think about something and then we saw it on the commercial. So we'll go buy it or we'll go eat it or we'll want it. And I'm like, you know, this is horrible. Like the things that we're meant to be focusing, meditating on was a word. But with social media, you know, everything being pushed on us, so many different things that, that images that are being shown to us and in our minds, you know, you have dreams about it. Because it, there's so much coming at us when we're, you know, the things we're supposed to be focused on as kingdom citizens is Elohim, his, the vision that he's gave us, he, learning his ways, um, learning his precepts. You know, we're both fathers teaching our children. That's a responsibility, being leaders of our households. But um, like I say, with capitalism and then, you know, working for somebody like that is, you know, it, it's um, about them using us as much as they can to make as much money as they can. That's what capitalism really is. I know Webster's definition is probably different. Um, and then another thing I was telling people, you know, more money, like you say, making $100,000 a year, more money equals more debt when you have that poverty mindset. Like people, uh, I was talking to somebody and I was telling them, you know, just because somebody making a lot of money, if you look at the ratio, the, <laughs> the amount of money they're making, it's probably still the same amount of debt if you compare the ratio. I'm like, I mean, they could be driving a nice car, but they in as much debt as you are if you multiply it. 
and uh, he and he was thinking to himself, well, at least they're in a nice car. But I'm like, that's that's just that's just so much worldly thinking. It is what he said is just he's he's basically um, just saying that he's been indoctrinated and it's grounded in him what uh, they want him to believe. You know, just um, attain, 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 get more, get more, get more, spend more, spend more, spend more. You know, to the point to where it's like he's basically agreeing that, hey, man, if I'm drowning in debt, as long as I'm in a Mercedes Benz, it's cool. You know, and that's just horrible, uh, horrible ways of thinking. Um, you want to be debt free. You you don't want um, the scripture talks about this on nobody, nothing but love <laughs> that, that you don't want to owe anybody. So um, it's really, really. Um, sad to see that America, you know, it, it's done what it's set out to do. You know, when you go out um, throughout your day on the highways and byways and, you know, uh, every corner there's a star, but there's, there's signs, there's a Starbucks sign, there's uh, uh, billboards uh, trying to advertise this to you, give that to you, putting so much in your face and stuff like that. They know what they're doing. They They know that uh, the principles to practice that if you keep putting something in somebody's face, they keep seeing it, they keep hearing it, everywhere they go is there, you're going to constantly think about it, and eventually you constantly thinking about it and meditating on it all the time. You're going to go and get it. You're going to go and do it. You're going to go and partake in it. So, you know, that's why, um, you know, the GDP in America is, is very, very high because we, I mean, I... Our nation thrives on people spending money. They need people to spend money, you know, in in the system that we have now for people to stay rich like they are, for as many people to stay rich as as many people are rich. um, You need um, tons of people spending money, spending money, spending money. You know, if everybody had the mindset of a rich, um, wealthy person, of how they attain their money, uh, keep their money, keep their money going, how they make their money, make money and things like that. It wouldn't work as well for them as someone. Uh, it wouldn't work as well for them as now with having people who constantly, constantly spend money going into debt, you know, all the time and things like that. So it's really just America has done a great job of indoctrinating people and bringing them into the uh, system that they have right now of just wanting you to constantly spend. I mean, it's it's like the dream they told us, you know, uh, you're going to grow older, graduate high school, go to college. For some people, that's spending money, you know, 30000 to, you know, however much money you spend on college, get married, which costs money, buy you a house, you know, go in there and do that, buy you a car, go in there and do that. And then, you know, travel the world, you know, they, but they don't tell you how to effectively do these things to where you don't end up in debt, straining yourself, you know, to where you do all these things. But at the end of the day, you have a high bill that you have, but you're just like what the guy said, like, oh, well, I might be in this crazy debt, but at least I'm doing things that I enjoy. Well, why can't you do things that you enjoy and not be in debt? Why they, why they don't teach you that side? It's because they don't want to teach you that side. Right. I mean, you're completely right, man. Uh, another thing, man, my wife talked about that is just that, like, 
again, it's people that are holding the power because um, if people just decided, well, this is an example of the iPhone. If people decided, well, we're not going to buy the new iPhone. Apple, like the company's stocks would just plummet. <laughs> you know, value the company would no longer be valued if everybody came together and say we're not buying it. Uh, what we're allowing, and I think you mentioned, is that we're allowing, um, I mean, really, companies to control us and our spending habits. But as kingdom citizens, and that's the whole point we want to make, we can't allow that because we're, that's us allowing the world to influence us. And, all, you know, one thing we're supposed to be influenced by is the Holy Spirit. And uh, that, that's just one thing that, that the world that, that wants to use, which is a device of, uh, what should I say, the old serpent is manipulation. Um, because, you know, that, that really ties into, you know, if you want to get really into it, it ties into witchcraft. Um, but a lot of it is, is horrible and is ruining lives. But what, what people need is the kingdom precepts, the kingdom concepts, the, the kingdom, um, ideology and, uh, philosophy. I was talking to a guy recently and he looked at me and he was like, man, you, you're young. And I was like, yeah, he was like, um, how, you know, how long have you been married? I guess he saw my wedding ring. I was like three years and um, he was just like he he was 34 and he was just saying, you know, how did you know I do it? And I was like, well, I like the biggest thing was Elohim. I was like, I submitted my life to him and that changed my life. Like I no longer wanted a girlfriend like I wanted. A, um, then I was saying I wanted a wife, but I understand now I wanted a monster. He's a nigga. I want somebody. I saw where I was going. I saw the vision that Elohim had for my life. I understood my purpose then. I no, I no longer was in a state to where I was depressed and sad because I understood now I have purpose. I was put on this earth for a reason. And I wanted somebody to live out this, you know, the vision with. And I was I wanted a monster easy knee. I was just telling them about that. And I was telling them about the ministry that, you know, we belong to and just how it actually helped cultivate you know, my gift and how everything that I was learning or being led to learn, I met a, a mentor who was able to to grow that. Um, well, I shouldn't say grow. I should say help cultivate that gift. And I was just telling him all about that. And he was and he started like he got closer so he could listen to what, you know, what I was saying. And the whole purpose of me saying that is just that there are ways of the world doing things and there are the ways of, um, you know, kingdom citizens do things and like i was saying it, it was really just changing the way that i think because i no longer wanted a girlfriend or you know being younger multiple girlfriends like i wanted one wife i wanted someone to share uh my life with someone that i could choose to care about and you know um the world just introduced so many misconceptions that people have so much turmoil and so, so much trouble in their life because of the way they think You said a mouthful, man, and you're definitely <laughs> right. I love um, just that testimony of, you know, just living out the principles, just living out what Elohim has already established, and people will be interested. People will see what you're doing. They'll see your lifestyle. They'll see the moves that you're making, and they're going to be interested, and they're going to want to know. Um and that's what Yeshua did. You know, he went around and, you know, he just did the will of his father. And from him just saying all the time, I did the will of my father, people would always come up to him 
wanting healing, wanting understanding, wanting to be brought into the kingdom just from him doing the will of his father. Right. And um, I mean, even with that is it comes <laughs> you have to draw a line. Because, like you said, the thing that Yeshua wanted to do was the will of his father, not his own will. He <laughs> he wanted to please Elohim. Like, the life we live now as kingdom citizens to please Elohim, not to bring fame, um, try to bring so much happiness to ourselves. You know, um, who Yeshua said, he was like, y'all of y'all dad of the devil. He was, You know, they were teaching one thing and living another. They were, they were not living to please Elohim. They were living a life. Of, of, I should say a dark life, a life of um, hypocrisy. And that was one thing that Yeshua hated. He hated hypocrites because, you know, uh, Yeshua said, if you love me, you'll, you'll do what I say. And I, we'll get to that word love later. But <laughs> right now, the point I just want to make was that they were following after their, he said, you know, you of your dad of the devil. Because Satan said within himself, you know, uh, he wanted to be like the most high. He wanted um, to ascend to the heaven. He wanted Elohim's throne. That that was what he wanted. He wanted to be like Elohim. And that's what people are doing. When we say, well, I think this, I feel this, then you're becoming a Lord of yourself. You just denounce that Elohim has, is your Lord. You, you denounce that the Holy Spirit is in you by you saying what you want to do. It's so much I, 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 and me, me, me. It's not about that. Then you have some people, which how I was, people who are weak and have no confidence in themselves. And then they're just like, well, I just want to please people. I just want to do this. I just want to do that. Then you have become a slave. And um, I can't even remember who said it. But in scripture, it talks about how the only um, person we should be a slave to is Elohim. But in that word slave really there is to, is the word um, abod, and it means to tend and to keep. And it's really talking about um, following it and managing Elohim's um, principles and precepts, doing what he has commanded us to do and to, um, what should I say, follow after his ways. It's really talking about us being in line with him. But that's something that, you know, the English translation ain't going to give you because there's so much slave, so much um, people referring to um, when they see slave, referring to the English definition of slave. And, you know, a lot of black people refer to slavery and they think that is is referring to um, the harsh conditions of black Americans. But the um, the word slave actually is used in um, Genesis. When Elohim told Adam to tend and to keep the garden, he he told the word there was a bot, and it's the same word as you you know that's translated to slave. But like I said, you won't get that with the English definition. That's one reason we study the Hebrew is to get a better understanding of the word. And once you have a better understanding, then you know you have more knowledge, and then you can use wisdom, which is the application of knowledge. You can apply it to your life. Now that I understand is now I can use it. it I I let you speak on that because I was about to get into something else. <laughs> Now, when you go and um, look at the Hebrew and you study the Hebrew, um, you really learn and you really see that the translations did a hack job. Um, like you was talking about that word about, it was used in Genesis uh, when Elohim told Adam to tend and to keep the garden. That word tend was about, and it basically mean to bring into servitude it basically is a word that means to serve so that's when um throughout all the scripture again where it says the word slave it's that same hebrew word abad 
but for some reason then they trans they translated it into slave um and which put a totally different um precept in their head which gave them a misconception and you know a lot of times you'll look in scripture where they'll have a bunch of hebrew words but then it's just one english word or you'll have um different scenarios and stuff like that where you'll look at it in the scriptures and you'll just like this isn't making sense this isn't lining up and you know a lot of times we have to just realize that the people who translated this for us into the english were people who truly weren't people uh, of Elohim. There were people who had their own agendas, who had their own way of doing things. I mean, the Catholic Church, my goodness, you know, they prayed over slave ships just because they knew they could get, you know, some type of capital gain over having uh, people of black skin color as servants for the labor that they needed to do when they was going into this new world, uh, America, which is today, for these people to uh, make money and start a whole new, you know, country, start a whole new nation. Right. So they had these agendas that they had and they knew if that if they could control your belief system, your religion, uh, that they could control you. Yes. Um, so they manipulated and twisted things to where, like, you know, we need to go back and go to the original and study it for ourselves and. Elohim is so amazing that you can literally go in and understand and interpret Hebrew and you don't even have to speak it. Right. You know, so um, thank Elohim for that, that, you know, he's always steps ahead of what he, he you know, it, it, and it's almost, you know, a, it's an understatement to just say steps ahead. But, you know, I'm just using terminology that we understand. So thank Elohim that he did that for us, that we can go back and study the original and see uh, what was going on, what was the original meaning, and things like that. Um, because, you know, a lot of people, you know, praise these Greeks and Romans and all this other stuff. You know, I hear people saying, like, you know, I studied the Romans, I love the Romans, I love going to Rome and stuff like that. And I'm just like, y'all glorify these people. You know, like, they were just, you know superhumans or or the 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 prime of uh, human existence you know everybody just should strive to be as knowledgeable as the greeks and you know they had slaves their morality was off i you know i'm i'm not right glorifying any un, anything unmoral at mm -hmm. all but you know i don't i don't want to get off into that <laughs> <laughs> man it's so easy to because it's it's so much so much that we could get into from um any things that, that we talk about um but but i mean you're right like we're, we're supposed to love what elohim loves and, and and hate what he hates um and one you know the thing about the Romans like that they, they were all about intelligence just you know it was all about the pursuit of knowledge and but elohim said in the scripture you know the um basically the knowledge of man is foolishness to him <laughs> like we're trying to understand things that he's already placed here um and he's given us a way to live but we're so focused on new advancement in technology new medicine new this he's already given us medicine he's already given you know you were just telling me about um somebody who naturally hit himself you can go ahead and uh share that if you don't mind yeah there was an article that uh supposedly said that will smith had uh fasted for 10 days and he um 
no longer needed his blood pressure medication. And um, that was because the human body is naturally designed to heal itself. And the problem that we have is that um, a lot of people put things in their body that they believe is food, that is fuel, but at, uh, what it really is is just chemical uh, uh, lab-made mess that your body is not uh, designed to eat. Um, and the thing about it is we could get off into this because I've really, you know, took time and studied it. But um, the thing about it is, is that if you want to feed something, if you want to edify something, if you want to um, make sure something stays in its prime conditions, you have to make sure that it is it stay connected to its source. Um, it's just like um, if a stream was to uh, disconnect off from a main river for that stream to constantly survive and be what it is, it has to stay connected to that river that it came from. Um, we have to understand that our bodies, it didn't come from labs. The stuff that McDonald's makes its food out of, the stuff that, you know, this, this processed meat is made out of, all this processed food, our, our bodies, the source of our bodies is not processed um, we weren't made in a lab, you know, Elohim took our body from the dirt itself. We're, we're from the earth. And that's why we have to make sure that the food that we eat comes from the earth, you know, fruits, vegetables, things of that nature. We have to make sure that it, it, it comes from the earth because that's where our bodies come from. And that's what our bodies need to constantly sustain itself. So, um, Will Smith, what he did was when he uh, stopped, his body was able to do what it needed to do to heal itself. Because if you just keep putting poison into your body, your body's not going to be able to heal itself. It's because you're constantly poisoning it. But if you stop, if you stop poisoning yourself, you fast and you allow your body to begin the healing process, you'll start realizing that. My body can do everything that it needs to do if I put it in the right condition, um, in the right atmosphere, in the right environment, uh, if I start practicing the right principles with it. So that's what that was. Uh, don't want to get too, you know, get too much into that because I know we have a, a something that we actually want to get into. But, you know, these intros, we do be lit. <laughs> no, nah, that was good. It, you know, it needs to be shared. Those people need to hear. So much being poured into the medical industry. Um, and we know that they're all about making money. And it has to do with, I mean, the food that we're eating is killing us. And then if it ain't the food, um, it's really just how we treat our bodies. We dog our bodies out. Um, drinking, smoking, um, what else? Anything we can think of to get high. <laughs> I really can't remember if it was the main guy that was really over one of the big pharmaceutical industries or the food industries, but um, he basically said he was like, "We're we're really not focused on um, healing people. What we're focused on is our shareholders. Mm -hmm. we're, we're worried about you know satisfying them because if they're not satisfied, we don't have this company that we have. So Correct. our main priority." If we want the company to strive, cannot be your health. It has to be the shareholder. Mm -hmm. So with them saying stuff like that, you have to understand that their best interest is not you. I mean, if it, if be honest, if America's best interest was your health and not money, 
why is fast food on every street corner? Why is that more accessible than homegrown, you know, fresh produce? You know, why is it that so many people can name you every restaurant with almost within five miles of them, but they can't tell you what a local farmer's market is? You know, there's a reason for that. Because it tastes good. What you mean? <laughs> um, but but as it goes into um, one thing that I want to bring up was, was you know crucifying the emotions. Uh, Shayo called Paul talked about that that we have to just crucify our body because our body had you know it has desires. That's what we call the flesh. There are things that that want to please the flesh. But it's the more time you spend in the presence, praying in the spirit, in the word. Uh, fellowshipping with other believers, encouraging each other, you know, iron sharpens iron. As we continue to do that, it, it becomes much easier to choose the spirit because that's what we're supposed to live out of, our born-again spirit. But as long as we continue to feed the flesh, watching TV, um, on uh, social media all the time, you know, the flesh becomes apparent. I mean, it, it becomes a lot easier to choose the flesh. So, even with the eating, I mean, that's a part of, of the mind, really, that needs to be renewed to understand because uh, Elohim wishes for our bodies to be in perfect health. He doesn't want us to live um, a life of sickness and taking all this medicine and doing all, you know, people praying for healing and praying for that. You should be praying for wisdom on how to take care of your body. That's what you should be praying for. That's what you should be seeking because it's not that, you know, he, he allowed this to happen. You did it to yourself. Um... But there are ways to correct it um, as long as we can make the, the right um, dietary adjustments. And even my new lifestyle, like I'm a, a pescatarian now. I no longer eat meat um, outside of fish, of course. And, and that was because I wanted to be able to choose healthier options. And I knew in order to do that, that I would have to cut the meat out, especially the meat that we have today. Because I, um, I was talking to some guys even before Dr. Larry shared. I was, talking, I was fishing with some guys and they were telling me um, they used to go pick up some of the uh, meat like pigs they would go pick up some of the cows and they said some of them are chickens they said they'll be dead and that they would still pick them up and serve them to people so they'll be dead before they even get there um so we really just have to be careful of, of what we're putting into our bodies i mean you know we talk about the food we eat uh what, we, what we're feeding ourselves you know scripture um you know people call it the lord's prayer is really the apostles prayer um what is the Lord give us our daily bread? I mean, we know that's really referring to to the word, because um, that's what's really supposed to be our daily bread. Because you know, Yeshua said we cannot live by bread alone, by by every word that proceeds out the mouth of Yah, out the mouth mouth of Elohim. And as you know, we feed ourselves the word. You, you know, we'll be able to live it out. And it's the same, you know, even with food, because that's what that analogy was set up for. Um, the food that we eat that's given to us. We don't want it to be bad food. We want it to be good. Because, I mean, Octavian just said it all. You know, you're feeding yourself bad stuff. I mean, that's what you're going to get out. You're going to get uh, decay and eventually, which leads to death. I was talking to a guy. You know, he was a really lean guy and stuff like that. And uh, so, you know, a lot of people look at him like, he, you know, he's healthy. He's lean. You know, it looks like he works out and stuff. He came, he, I came to uh, his place of employment one day, and he was telling me, you know, man, my knee is really bothering me. You know, I, it was either his knee or his back, but he was like, my knees and my back is really bothering me. And, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit laid it on me. I asked him, I was like, do you eat a lot of sugar? 
And he was like, yeah, you know, I ate a bunch of candy and stuff like that yesterday. I was like, uh, that's why uh, sugar causes inflammation in the body. It makes your muscles uh, inflame and things like that. And I told him I know that because I had a back injury after I got out of college. And I never really went and got treatment for it. So it healed on its own naturally. But, um, you know, it's still, you know, stiff in that area, tight in that area. And I told him, I was like, every time I go and eat sugar, it inflames. So that area where I was injured inflames, which causes my back to hurt. And so um, he was like, yeah, you know, that makes sense because it seems like whenever I do eat a lot of candy and stuff i start being in pain i'm like that's what it is uh the sugar that you eat and uh the next time i saw him you know he was eating like snickers and stuff at work so i was like okay so you know where your pain comes from you know what you're doing that's what it is and, you know actually seeing him eating like you know candy and stuff i was like okay so that's really what it was but um yeah um and you know a lot of people don't know that that you know the sugar the starches the amount of uh, salt and things like that that we eat, uh, it really affects your body uh, to the point to where, like, you know, there are literally people, you know, it's sugar and everything that um, America serves, you know, nowadays, to the point to where people are walking around, you know, inflamed all the time, you know, in, in certain types of pain all the time, you know. Um, and one thing that, you know, people truly like nowadays in their body is iron you know um I'm talking about iron um fluoride not ferrous sulfate it's a difference but you know people don't know anything about that you know but i don't want to get too deep into that that'll be off the podcast <laughs> <laughs> no nah, you got it food specialist um but yeah it's and that's an area that, you know, many people just need enlightenment on. And, and that's one thing we have to think about. You know, so many people want to get up in the pool pit. They want to get up and, you know, just pass or they want to get up. Everybody want to get up and be an evangelist, be a prophet. Uh, everybody wants the title of an apostle. But, you know, we're not title seekers. What we're here to do is to complete the vision that Elohim has given us. If that's the ministry that he calls us to do, then that's what he calls us to do. But, um, I mean, areas of food, like, that's needed, you know. Another area that uh, I was I was reading a book um, and it was, uh, it was a kingdom citizen. He he wrote the book and he said, you know, a man that's in um, a warehouse is as much need as a man that's in a pulpit. Like, you know, Yeshua told us to go out into into the world. And, you know, he was speaking of the world systems. You know, you need people, <clears throat> especially now in politics. I mean, my goodness, there's there's so much lawless, lawlessness being released in the world and it's being accepted. I mean, in the media, you know, there there are people that are needed like to be out there. That's one reason we're doing this podcast, because this is a platform where we can share um, the kingdom message, not our message, but the message from the kingdom. And um, and these are areas that are, that are needed, not just in the pulpit, not just in the church. And, you know, some people do it just to be seen. And we're not doing any of this to be obviously you can't see our faces. We're not doing any of this to be seen. We're, we're doing this to enlighten people of um, the knowledge that comes from the word, and it's all uh, to the you know for the glorifying or um, edifying of the body and to glorify Elohim. Let me say that. But 
uh, and, and you know, scripture talks about not um, despising small beginnings. You know, you may say, well, I'm just one person. I can't do this. I I can't. I mean, Yeshua was one person. Yeah, he was um, the son of El, but he was still one person. I mean, if we look at what one person did, I mean, a person's a person is much more is much more powerful um, when they are dead than when they're alive because then the idea spreads. Ideas are very powerful. I mean, I, I hate to use an example, but. We young and we saw it everywhere. When Nipsey Hussle died, it was like you would have thought he was a savior as much as his face was everywhere and as much as his music got played. Um, he was much more, you know, people um, buying his um, shirts and everything. He was much more impactful in his death than, in you know, when he was alive. Yeah, it's in. To speak on to that too, it, it's sad that people really don't really support, you know what I'm saying? It's like they, they want to support you after you're gone and stuff, but they really didn't want to do anything, you know, when he was here to try to help affect the community and do everything. Not as many people, you know, want to hop on the bad wagon uh, when you're here as when you're gone. Uh, so that's another thing. Um, and we can get into <laughs> that's That's the whole conversation you can get into you know, supporting your own people or supporting certain people or supporting certain things and stuff like that. Uh, but yes, when he, when he passed, you know, people really, you know, glorified him and uh, for what he was doing and stuff like that. Not saying nothing's wrong with that, but it really shows you, you know, that uh, pe what people have their uh, priorities, what they put, put some things over other things and stuff like that. You know, it, it really kills me and really, uh, saddens me to see how especially men to see how many men uh have their mind their focus and their attention um in other areas rather than over um you know things of positivity uh scripture uh elohim you know going out and you know uh affecting the world and stuff like that and making it you know uh the way it's supposed to be you know, they they'd rather, you know, big up a musician and things like that when he when he dies, um, rather than, you know, go out here and spread the kingdom message and stuff like that. And you know, that's another reason why I don't get out here and watch, you know, too much football and basketball and stuff like that, because people are so, you know, enamored by that, man. And, you know, like clockwork, you know, you know, you got their attention every week at this time, um, all the time. Every week, you know where they at. They somewhere sitting down watching a football game. And, you know, that's just, you know, sad that people will sit there and, you know, make sure they, they you know. I mean, what, you know, where your treasure is is where your heart lies, man. Where your treasure is is what you're going to think about all the time, what you're meditating on, you know. I know people that can literally tell you stats about their favorite team up and down, front to back for the past five years. But couldn't tell you, you know, what Yeshua meant when he said this one sentence, you know, and it's sad that, you know, we're supposed to have men out here who are leaders who are supposed to, you know, make the uh, the, the main ones who are supposed to be receiving from the father and doing his will out on the earth to make the, the earth um, a certain way. But, you know, they're, they're too busy, you know, with their mind focused on other things, you know. 
I, 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 I feel the women who will just sit there and have a man that you just, you know, just sit around and watch the game all day, all weekend and stuff like that. It's just, you know, I, I feel for the sisters who, you know, have someone like that who's not really, you know, focusing his time on doing anything. So, uh, I don't know where that came from, but there it is. No, I mean, you in line with what I was going to say, because as you were talking, I was going to, well, I was going to just say, you know what the problem is? It's the fathers. <laughs> the problem is the because the fathers are the source. And, you know, when we've been in this series of uh, fathers to lead the nations, but it, the fathers are is what's really missing. And I'm not saying somebody who is in the home, you know, beating uh his kids beating his wife doing it that's that's not a father well what i'm talking about when i say father is one who is living out his living out his kingdom dominion the authority that that was given to man he's actually living a kingdom lifestyle in the earth uh he's exemplifying the father in the earth he's a true ambassador that's what a father is and that's what's missing right now like you were saying with football i mean people so focused on sports like to me i really just see it as an extension of of slavery because it, if you look at sports it's a lot of uh black men yeah they give them millions of dollars but my whole point is like look at the owners you don't have one black um nfl owner and you know you know in slavery they were actually having them come up on slave uh slave ships and dance and um do different uh things to make you know entertain the um i guess you say those that would bring them over on the slave ships um and then you know they would have them fight you, you saw it in the movie what movie was it Django, where they would uh fight each other like, like that stuff right there was real um and it was all for entertainment and i mean it's the same thing today just capitalizing off of um black males in, in america and it's so much yeah. of that going on, and we're missing. Oh, I ain't gonna cut you off. You can go ahead. No, I'll actually cut you off. But it, it's amazing when you sit and think, you know, how much of uh, uh, slavery is still, you know, some of the things that happen with that is still, you know, um, embedded in our culture. I mean, when it, um, when I figured out why they called the master bedroom the master bedroom, I was like, oh my goodness, like really. <laughs> We're still saying that, like, really? You know, it, that that really hit. And, you know, uh, when you sit here and you look at these sports and stuff like that, it, it just, you know, you can't help but think about it, especially, you know, just being an African-American, uh, African descendants of slaves. You know, when you're in these sports, you know, the bigger and stronger you are, the better. You know, they take you, you know, to these columns and things like that. And, you know, they test your strength, see how much you can do, how you can do. You know, and all that other stuff. I mean, I grew up in Natchez, Mississippi, where you can still, you know, where you can still go to a certain place and see the auction block. You know, you can still see where they had you up there buying the biggest, strongest slaves and stuff like that. You know, knowing that they were going to take you and breed you and all that other stuff so they could get bigger, you know, um, workers out of you in the future and stuff like that to make sure, you know, they could keep the slaves going and stuff like that. So keep the work going and things like that. So, you know, and, and, and if anybody hears this and you just really can't understand like where we're coming from and what we're saying, I mean, literally like we are, you know, 
I remember growing up in Natchez, Mississippi, and a lot of the mindsets and the things that I have and the poverty mindsets and stuff that were going on, you know, a lot of it stemmed from how, you know, black people saw themselves from the effects of, of slavery and how we were oppressed and treated so much in America. And, you know, honestly, like, you know, people just really have to get out of themselves and understand that the way that you view life, the way that you grew up and the way that you saw things in the world is not necessarily how people saw things when they were growing up. Someone can someone can be born in a neighborhood to where, you know, it's it's all friendly with the police. You know, you could walk up to a police car, talk to the guy. Everybody knows each other. Cool, fine and dandy. But then there's other people who grew up in a part projects, ghettos, poverty and things like that. Well, your skin color is just like a, a target for you. So, I mean, people just really have to get out of their own, you know, uh, minds and, you know, their, their, their proper ways of thinking and understand that there are people in this country that have gone through things and uh, um, are still going through things and, you know, live different lifestyles and have different, you know, uh, realities from other people. So if anyone hears people, you know, people like us talking like this, you know, blacks uh, this, you know, America's like that black owned businesses and things like that and some type of a rage or anger you know stirs up in you that needs to be checked because that's that's not of elohim if you don't hear something like how we talk and something like compassion or, or you know wanting to change or at least you know uh trying to just understand that needs to be checked because we this is the reality we live in as much as people try to you know, hide it, sweep it under the rug, act like slavery didn't happen. It happened, and the effects of it are still affecting people today. Racism is still here today. So, you know, I, w I used to think, uh, you know, even before doing this podcast, knowing that, you know, the topics we would talk about, how people would receive them. But at the end of the day, if you don't, you know, receive, you know, certain topics and things like that with, you know, not getting enraged every time you hear it or just automatically want to disagree with somebody because it don't line up with your way of thinking. That's just, it's just ignorance. Complete and utter. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely what it is. And as kingdom citizens, like Octavian is saying, you know, we, we ought to feel, um, someone ought to feel compassion, not just for, um, I mean, black Americans, but I mean, for everybody. And the reason we are making um, an effort to talk about black, because I mean, we are black American and the effects of it, we see it every day. And as he was saying, just because you, I can't tell a woman who's um, been in a family where everybody's been molested that, you know, oh, molestation ain't no big deal. I haven't been affected by it. But for somebody that's been affected by it, obviously there are, of uh, there are things that happen in the family that I can't see, so that there's something that she can tell me about that. Um, just as you know, us being black Americans, that we can tell you about the effects of slavery and how it still functions today. Like he said, both of us are from Mississippi, so racism is, is still alive, especially for us. Um, and, and the thing is, is that as kingdom citizens, the thing you know, we understand that we were all in the beginning creating the image and likeness of Elohim. So for one person to say that they're greater than another based on race or uh, skin color, I mean, that that comes from the old serpent Satan. And then, um, I mean, that behavior is really learned. Because um, Tori was, <laughs> my, my wife was telling me about 
uh, one little boy that she she babysit, and she asked him, "Why don't um, no she uh, no he asked her I'm sorry the little boy asked my wife why why are you brown and she <laughs> she basically just told him because my dad is brown and he was like okay and he just wanted to know. Like that, there was no, and you see it in children all the time. Like they have no racism in them. It's being taught. These concepts are being, if they're not taught directly, they're taught indirectly. So there's not an example of someone being, um, how I should say, treating everybody fair. And in the book of James, it talks about not treating somebody better than another. Uh, I believe it's referring to um, based on wealth, but the principle still applies. Why should I treat somebody better based off their skin color? I'm here to treat everybody the same. If I speak to someone black a different way than I speak to someone, um, what should I say of a different way? It's because I, I'm able to relate more to black people, but I'm not going to treat you any differently than I would treat them. Because as a kingdom citizen, I understand that if, if we're born again, we all brothers and sisters. But do I mean, I'm and I'm not under the whole umbrella of all lives matter. No, I believe black lives matter, but with what they're really saying is black lives matter too. But because you know, it's just Octavian was saying when a when a um cop you, you know the whole riding the king being uh people was just you know um riding and over that and things. I mean the only great thing about I shouldn't say great. The only thing about that uh was that it was recorded. You know, it had been going on for it's been going on for years. Um I can give you another one. My father in law was telling me about how he was, um, I don't know if it was North or South Carolina, but uh, he stopped in the city and, and a lady told him, you know, uh, I think their car broke down. He was like, I'm going to help get y'all out of here because if y'all stay here any longer, um, when sun go down, he was like, y'all ain't, um, ain't going to make it out alive um, because the people in, the, in that city were racist. And so it is really us just pointing out the facts of what's going on in America, what has taken place and what is still, you know, taking place today. And as kingdom citizens, as Octavian said, the biggest thing he said, if y'all didn't grasp anything was change. That's what we are here to do. Yeshua, Yeshua say, I come here to, um, to separate family. He said he didn't come here to, you know, bring us all together, be one happy big family. He came to bring a sword. For those that chose to follow him and those that chose to, uh, to, to deny him that, you know, that they sold their faith. What they do is um, is on them. I mean, it's not for us to, to, to show them anything. We're here to be light. We're here to be salt of the earth. We're here to bring change. That's what we're here to do. And Yeshua was able to do that by bringing people into his school of thought. That's what I was talking about when, when I was referring to philosophy, the way we think, the concepts that we have. What really needs to change is our mind. Our minds are being renewed. Yes, you're born again, but you, you you got to get in the word. If you're not getting in the word, then you don't understand the ways of Elohim. I mean, prayer is good. It's communication. You fellowshipping. You building yourself up, but you need the word. And you, you need to be illuminated. Don't get under a teacher that's get, giving you this Christian religion. Octavian said it again. He talked about those um, Catholics that, that blessed the, the slave ships. They did that because it was a religion. They pushed religion on people to control them. Then you have people turning away from the faith today because they realize that religion was meant to control people. Yeshua never came to establish a religion. He never he never said anything about and probably in you know the King James Bible talks about Christianity, but he never came to establish Christianity. He spoke about the kingdom. That is what he spoke about. And that was the, the message that he gave was the kingdom message to understand that we are a different government. 
that there is a kingdom of heaven and that we're here to live it out in the earth. The kingdom of El, the kingdom of God is, is in us. And we're here to be ambassadors and show people that we are of a different government. We live differently because we no longer, we know um, the earth was created for us. Let me say that. And we are here to live out a life which reflects heaven in the earth. Ephesians 5 and 11 says, uh, have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. The New Living Translation says, take no part in worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. If, if you claim to be a person of light in any type of way, that you claim to be um, an ambassador of Yeshua, a born-again believer, anything like that, it's it's enough of that, you know, trying to, you know, not talk about stuff, sweeping under the rug and stuff like that. No, the scripture says we expose darkness. We expose evil. You know, the young uh, people, you know, we were growing up, say, put you on blast. You know, that that that's why we talk about it, because it needs to be talked about. If you if you don't address it, people are going to understand either they're going to think you're scared and they're going to keep doing it or they're going to think that you're cool with it and they're going to keep doing it. You have to expose people. You have to expose things. You have to make, bring things to the light and say this is wrong. You know, um, in the Old Testament, all the time, Elohim would speak uh, to prophets to go up to the kings and stuff, the people in authority and tell them, y'all wrong. And this is what's going to happen because you wrong. And we don't condone wrong behavior. We don't condone evil. We don't condone darkness. So, you know, um, the, when, when it comes to the topic of racism and stuff like that, you know, you see it on Fox News and stuff all the time. Like, why are we talking about this? Why we got to talk about this? You know, uh, y'all keep bringing up old news. It's like, no, it's not old news. It's happening right now. It's, it's going on right now. So, you know, it, it, if you're a born-again believer, you should want to expose any type of wrongdoing. And, you know, to hear stuff like like Derek said, like I said, you know, if, if this is something that really, like, you know, touches you or hits you the wrong, you just need to change. You know, repent and, and change the way you think. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I mean, and that's the thing, like, people, okay, and I was like this, too. Um, the once saved, always saved. Once saved, always saved is not true. You can confess uh, that Yeshua is Lord and then live a hellish life. That does not mean that you are going to heaven. <laughs> um. You can confess with your mouth and live a hellish life. Yes, you can, because you basically just lie. Once saved, always saved is not true. Uh, if that was so, in the book of uh, Hazan, Revelation, Yeshua would not have talked so much about repentance. And Octavian just said it, repent. <laughs> um, he talked about uh, how they once served him the churches they once served him and then they turned away and he warned them if they continued to stay in the state that they were in that they would perish so if we do not repent and repent means to change that's that's what it means it does not mean that you i thought this too it meant to say i'm sorry lord forgive me 
and you go right back to doing the same thing. That's not repentance. True repentance. If you look at that word in the Hebrew, um, especially and you have an understanding that those um, letters, letter words actually have a picture in them. Repent is referring to burning up a house or burning up what's on the inside. When you repent, you don't go back to it. You turn from it completely. Yeshua told them, told, he told the people when he healed them, when uh, the, the, woman, the woman at the well, he said, don't sin again. He said, sin no longer. He didn't go to them and say, okay, you heal. Um, you know, you can sin again. It's okay. I forgive you. He told them, don't do it again. When you repent, you turn away from something with the intentions to never do it again. That that basically goes with um, Elohim, who we serve, is a man of integrity. Um, you know, uh, and integrity basically means, you know, he has no hidden agendas. He's the same person all the time. You know what he's going to do, how he's going to respond. You know, with almost, uh, if you're born again for real, almost any situation that you can think of when you do wrong, you know, Elohim's a man of integrity. You're not going to come up to him and he tell you, oh, it's okay. No, he go, he go, he's going to let you know you was wrong for what you did, you know. Um, and the scripture says the godly will inherit the land, but those with integrity will stay in it. And this lines up with what Derek just said, that, you know, people who are born again and stuff like that, uh, yes, you're born, uh, you know, you can be a person who, you know, it's like religion. People who live uh, say that they're, you know, I'm saved, I'm this, I'm that. Uh, but at the same time, they still use their will to go out, and, you know, make decisions to do what they want to do. And that's that's not a person of integrity. It, you know, I used to grow up in churches, you know, uh, to where people are being church on Sunday, you know, just, you know, boohoo crying, saying the Lord love them and all this, that and the other. You know, they love the Lord. They'll do his will. But then you 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 just dragging yourself in into church from the club though, from from you know you you hung over in church though, you know, you know the scripture uh, tells us you know uh, that you know he he don't like this lukewarm mess you know I'm gonna spit you out of my mouth you gonna be one way you gonna be the other you can't sit at the doctor the table of demons in the table of Yahweh at the same time it's not gonna work we have to choose. Either, you know, and this is one thing I loved about the Kojic churches. Um, you know, they were a, um, a religious denomination, but one thing they used to always say is either holiness or hell. <laughs> they used to push us all, push it us all the time to see the holiness. Or, either you go live for Elohim and you go live for the world. Choose which one you're going to do. You can't do both. You know, you go serve Yahweh, you go serve the old serpent. Which one you go do? Ain't right. Um, but that's all I have um, for right now. Unless you have anything else that you want to share. Uh, no, I think we're good. I think we, <laughs> we said a lot. I think we've been recording for a minute now. Oh yeah, I and I promise I want to go some more. I got some more that I want to share, but I'll probably yeah. I do. I mean, I have like this, this <laughs> notes written out that I didn't even touch yet. But you know, just. You know, following following the lead of the Holy Spirit, what He lays on us to say, you know, it's that's the best way of doing things. You know, right. So, um, thank you guys once again for listening. 
if you made it this far, we really appreciate you uh, listening to the podcast. Um, once again, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform that you're listening to. And we thank you so much. Shalom. Shalom.